into my basketball. Every time I rock, man, this is how we rap and raw. Peace to my man. Now we got the camera out. Every time I spit it, cross over. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Josh, also known as Yashu. You're tuning into episode 66, also known as the live stream version, like the final live stream version of TLOI Talks and like the final podcast for TLOI Talks uh, for the year and all that. You know, I just want to thank everyone for like tapping in uh, throughout this time and all that. Thank you for everyone like checking in from the start until now and all that too. Like, and you know, for this one too, we're really going to get us like started right here. Like just with like this amazing conversation for a bit too. So we actually have like one of the rising like, curators uh, within like the local like music scene in Toronto and all that and within the GTA in terms of like shows, in terms of events, in terms of like everything going going on to and all that. They've worked with the likes of like Calvin Moon, Sophia Side, uh Rax, Spitty, much more too and all that. They're actually setting up a show like in New York City on December sixteenth uh, with Sophia Side. And you know, we have Zed uh Zed Knights, also known as like Henry as well too. How are you doing today, man? I'm killing it, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you said we're going to have an amazing conversation, so I I don't know. I guess we're going to have to Yeah. we're going to have to put on uh our best put on, uh, put on a show effort. and all that. Yeah. yeah. That's nah. what I do. Yeah, man. I mean, we're <laughs> always going to bring on like amazing conversations for a bit too. And we just had like some like earlier on today and all that, you know, so <laughs> it's pretty like interesting uh, so far on what we've discussed about too because we've talked about, you know, you having connections with other people I've had in like on the platform like Tara Lord, oh, yeah. Animation, Spitty, like Rax and all that too and you know, you also did, like, a little, like, award thing for them in terms of, like, their music. Like, I know, I know Rax won an award and all yeah. that, too. Like, Sophia side, I think they might have won something. And then there's, like, other people, like, Quasi and all that as well, too, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah, that was great, man. And uh, I appreciate you mentioning the awards as well. Because um, yeah. we're here to talk about Brooklyn and, and New York. But I really appreciate you mentioning the awards. It's one of those things I actually, like, haven't recapped or anything like that. It was just, like... Yeah. great and so i kind of you know want to leave you know something i was proud of kind of behind and not try to you know have like a instagram post with like you know some kind of essay underneath it you know about <laughs> how how amazing it was or whatever i was just really happy yeah, with yeah, it so no, i just sure. kind of let it be where it is and yeah. i appreciate you you mentioning it yeah no. and i appreciate you mentioning a lot of great acts right there that you mentioned who yeah they were up for awards yeah, racks man. Uh, she won single of the year. Oh, true. Um, Antoine came about 10 votes close to her. So oh, true. Antoine deserves a lot of, a lot of uh, yeah, respect. Everyone who was nominated deserves a lot of respect. Yeah, um, not everyone can win. Um, but I'm, I'm not somebody who's just like, everybody's a winner. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody is a winner. But yeah, um, when it comes to competitions, not everyone is. So, nah, nah, um, too. And that's something that made it exciting. So. I'm rambling a little bit. Yeah, but no, no worries. Yeah, yeah, I go mean, ahead. <laughs> we're going to yeah. get it, like, started right here to kind of get more within that story and all that. So, you know, where did you uh, grow up, and what was, like, the environment like for you growing up at the time? Grew up in Toronto. Uh, grew up close to here, uh, Young in Davisville, Young in Eglinton. Anybody knows the Young in Eglinton uh, Cineplex? Uh, Drake mentions it in a few songs. He was, like, used to be at Silver City Indigo. You know that theater? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to work there for, like, five years or so. yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up around here and, uh, one thing I can tell you for sure and like how it relates to how it relates to my work is that I've just met so many different kinds of people. I was in a unique position to put on rappers and rock bands because I knew rappers and rock bands. So when I became a promoter, 
it was something I wanted to do was kind of blend the genres a little bit. Yeah, uh, for sure, man. And, you know, usually for people like that I have on here and all that, you know, we always like to find out like what were they like, kind of like exposed to like growing up and all that too. So what were like some artist sounds like that, that you like listened to throughout that time, like growing up and all that? Growing up, uh, you know, you had like when I was 14 years old, Forest Hills Drive came out by J. Cole. That was a pretty big album. Um, around that time, obviously, you know, all of my proms and all that stuff would have Drake songs in the in the background or all my school dances and all that stuff would have whatever big Drake song was going on. I mean, to this yeah. day, any party I go to has a <laughs> Drake song on. I really can't yeah. escape him um, at all. Yeah. Um, nor do I really want to most of the time. Uh, Drake would be, you know, yeah. huge, obviously, just coming from the city. Uh, you know, I'd also say uh, I was listening to a lot of older music as well. I'm a big country music fan myself as well. Um, yeah, Little Wayne's The Carter Two is still oh, still my favorite yeah. rap album of all time. Yeah, yeah stuff like that. Uh, sure. I was actually 18 at the time uh, when uh, Forest Hills uh, Drive uh, came out and all that. Oh, 2015 bet. Forest Hills Drive. Uh, but yeah, like I remember like even like just like months before that album, because it was like a surprise album, by the way, J. Cole actually had um, a free show in uh, Toronto uh, by like, you know, like the Skydome area and all that too. Like he had like Boss come up there, like Ross Fresco, Trey Mission. And that was actually like one of my first like actual like concerts that kind of kind of got me onto like music and all that. And it was just like an amazing experience. Like, even like seeing him for free and all that too, and just like seeing the environment, like yeah. how it was it was like crowded at that time? Like that was like. Did you, you know, say Ross Fresco? Yeah, Ross Fresco. I saw him perform last night. Oh, true. Yeah, that's crazy. He's <laughs> been in the city for a long time. Yeah, I mean, he's been having like a lot of like motion and music, working with, like Joy Badass with like Pro Era, like a yeah. lot of like folks yeah. and all that too. So you know, it's an amazing experience from his start until now. You know, even working with like Griselda, ST Nag, and all that. So yeah, man, definitely sure. Definitely, absolutely. Yeah, man. And, you know, like, I was, like, reading more of, like, the biography, like, for, like, a little bit, too, uh, that you sent me. And, you know, you were, like, performing in bands, you know, doing shows. And then you kind of got, like, into, like, shows in that sense, too, from hosting some of your own yeah. events and everything else, too. So to even, like, kind of get that whole, like, inspiration on that. So, like, what inspired you to be involved in music? And who are your, like, influences, like, when it comes to, like, what you're doing, like, right now and all that? Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. I'm really influenced by a lot of my peers, you know. I, I want to give a big uh, shout out to a guy named Fluffio who's uh, like, I mean, he doesn't do the kind of shows that I would put on necessarily, you know. A lot of my like peers that also run events would not run events that I would run. That said, like, I've learned a lot from guys like him in terms of just the rate, like the rate of shows that he has, like the yeah. way he puts on so many. And I really have caught up to him and others this year um and not in a like competitive you know uh well in a competitive sense but not in a like you know fuck you sense yeah. like I've I've really just been inspired by how often that guy puts on shows I've really been inspired by guys who were around that were putting on like when I was 16 17 the whole Toronto music scene was rock bands yeah I mean it was literally just like you know there would be yeah. like a rap show like at Clinton's like you know every now and then um but and it would be like, I don't know, very much DIY feeling yeah. too, like a lot of the rap stuff. But yeah. I was very inspired by like bands. Um, shout out to the Fadeaways as well, like for yeah. what they did over yeah. over like 20, I would say when I was like 15 to the time that I was like, and obviously they're not a band anymore. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, Reed was an amazing guy. Yeah. Um, so I want to want to shout out that. Um, but their impact in the city, like for yeah, uh, exactly. like five years, was 
unrivaled. So they, they influenced me as well in terms of just bringing a big community together and just having a lot of different people together. And I kind of wanted to do that, just blending the genres a little bit more. Um, Yeah. And I know like, you know, nowadays too, there's like a lot of like promote promoters and like everything going on from the mainstream to the underground. Like when it comes to Toronto, like when you talk about like the mainstream, you have like grab season embrace. I mean, live nation like that's like corporate, like in that sense too. And then Mm. you have like MRG and then collective and all that. And then, from what I've noticed, like, they've only put on, like, a certain amount of, like, artists, like, on, like, either from, like, the underground or from, like, certain grounds. But, like, they would usually pick someone from the label or someone, like, connected with OVO to kind of do their shows and all that, too. So I noticed, like, how there's, like, major differences with them versus, like, how the underground is, like, doing it in terms of having everyone on and, like, you know, not having, like, any barriers to words, like, what you could do and, like, what sounds can, like, intermingle and all that, too. So it's, like, very interesting, you know. Sophia side performed at an Embrace show uh, sure. recently. Um, it's a pretty good good segue into talking about those guys. Uh, yeah, I mean they they did and and you know Embrace as you mentioned and Live Nation. You know, here and there you'll have you know moments where yeah. you can grab. I mean, it was a Wednesday night show. Yeah. It was an amazing show, by the way, um, over at uh, God the Garrison. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean there'll be there'll be moments, you know. Um, Sometimes I wonder about, you know, where Zed Knights can go and, and looking at yeah. Embrace and looking at Live Nation. And yeah. sometimes I ask myself, like, if I bought followers or something, yeah. like, would I just kind of, like, and be at that point, I guess? I don't know. Sometimes I ask myself that. But I think that, you know, it's – we were just talking about, like, competition earlier. I yeah. think that, like, it's really good to, like, put yourself up against others but not be, like, in a fuck you sense and not be doing it in a sense of, like – putting yourself down and putting them up or being like, I need to be exactly like that or I need to yeah. do it exactly that it's, way. It's just like finding yeah. that right moment and like working with yeah. that right team to kind of like get that experience too. And, you know, just yeah. to like even get it like in for a bit too. So how was your experience like, you know, performing at these like local events, like when you first started like making music and, you know, being introduced to like booking events, like having like certain shows here and there before like the whole like Zed Night thing? Before I even, yeah, had the, like, yeah. the trademark on it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just a lot of, like, band stuff uh, primarily. And then once I had the Zed trademark was when I started to sort of blend the genre. Zed came from thinking about our generation of Generation Z and thinking about how, at the time, it was a very, like, genreless spirit. It was a very, it was a spirit of, like, just, hey, fuck genres. We're just, you know, making music. That was kind of around, like, 2018, 19. Around the pandemic and stuff, you know, the idea of Gen Z started to become a bit more of a meme, and we started to realize just how, like, pathetic a lot of the generation is, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess. And so, um, so yeah, I started to kind of separate a little bit more from, like, associating it with the generation. However, I, I definitely associate it with saying fuck genres and saying fuck borders and saying fuck, you know, anything that holds people back from coming together in, in any sense, you know, because good music is good music. Good people yeah. are good oh, people, sure. you know. Do you ever feel like there's, like, sort of, like, a politics, like, when having, like, certain artists in, like, certain venues? Because I know, like, with some venues, like, they're kind of against, like, having, like, certain people, like, on depending on, like, what they value. Like, you know, some venues won't take rap. Some venues won't take mm. very abrasive artists. Like, I have know, like, for maybe, like, certain, like, mainstream venues, they won't take people like NASCAR Allo because of, like, histories of how they interact, like, on stage and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's something I've, I've encountered all the time. Um, recently, you know, there was a, there was a venue I was talking to. Um, yeah, I say it like it was like a, a girl that I was like, you know, talking. there was a venue I was talking to and, you know, things didn't work out or whatever, but, um, but not like, uh, there was a venue I was talking to recently and, 
you know, I noticed that I was talking to some bands that I know and I would send them like what the deal was that I got from the venue. Cause I do that often just to like, make sure that everything is cool. Um, and I sent them the deal that the venue sent me and it was a completely different deal that they sent me just because I was involving hip hop artists into it. Oh, true. You know what I mean? So without naming names, you know, there's a lot of that stuff that goes on in the city. Yeah. Too. And you know, just even like having that whole like diverse range of like artists and like bands performing, what inspired you to like even do that for them to perform at the same shows? And was it like something that it kind of was like easy to do to getting like rappers and like, you know, bands on, or is it like something to kind of like understand and like focus on the relationship like within those? I don't know, man. Like sometimes I'll talk to friends of mine and they'll be like, yeah, man, it's like the battle of getting rap into the venues, you know, and it is that, you know, but I don't want to like put any extra drama on it that like isn't there, you know, obviously like in terms of telling a good story, like I could tell you, yeah, you know, like I'm the guy who brought, you know, rap into the, like, no dude, like Clinton's was always putting on rap shows, you know what I mean? And you know, where was Drake performing in 2007, 2006, even like he was performing at venues in Toronto, you know? So like venues have been putting on rap. Um, and it's not some, you know, great like story of like, you know, overthrowing anything that I would necessarily say. It's more just a slow burn. It like, it takes time and it takes you putting rappers on with rock bands a lot of the time, especially if you find a venue that like really hasn't done it ever. Like they've only put on rock bands who they know that the crowd is like drinking lots of beer. So they're selling well at the bar. They know that they're not going to have any like vandalism problems necessarily. I guess actually, honestly, like that's just in their own head. Like there's a lot of punk bands that'll be like graffiti and shit. So I don't know. I think in their own head, they're like rap is going to bring the, you know, whatever. And I think it's honestly, I think it's fucking ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. It's like the idea that just because we're putting on a rap show, you know, someone's going to get like fucking shot. It's ridiculous. Honestly, honestly. And I've been, you know, advocating for more rap stuff for the last, yeah. few years. And I think sometimes it takes somebody like me who they think I'm like rock and, you know, I want to see, like, I want to put a Led Zeppelin cover band on my show. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to do that. You know? So it sometimes it takes somebody who they think is kind of more like on the rock realm. And then I bring in some more rap stuff and, you know, I go, Hey, what do you guys think about, we got this opener here or whatever. And then mm-hmm. the opener becomes the headliner yeah. and then the headliner becomes the consistent rap night. That's always going on. You know, so it sometimes it just takes a bit, a bit more. Um, but I mean, I honestly, I'm really happy with the way things are right now. You got quoted is doing things. DMTV is doing things. You got no status. And I champion, I champion all those guys Yeah. and I, you know, all of them deserve all their yeah. credit. And it's really just a, a big shift that has been happening. And I don't think we necessarily, you know, talk about it as much, but, um, it has happened. And I guess maybe it's more like in retrospect, we go, Oh my God, like 2023, there's been a lot more rap shows happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, like social outcasts, um, they had like the NASCAR Allah show, like just like a while back too. I mean, there's like also like first class fest where they're having like a lot, a lot of rappers. Stars align in the six as well. Exactly. And it's like interesting too, like with the whole like styles and all that, because you have the very like mainstream rappers versus like, you know, the underground, like who's like actually like kind of starting out and like, it's actually amazing to see and all that. So yeah, it is, man. It really is. Yeah. Sophia side, those guys, I mean, they've got a rap feature like on their song. That's the kind of stuff I love to see. And, uh, they're boys with like space jam and stuff. I love it. Like space jam, Sophia side, uh, fucking wiener kebab, um, GRG call. Um, those guys like Calvin moon, Sonny Adams, Fuck, Sonny, yeah, definitely. And, uh, like, anybody who was rocking with Zed and, like, what we were doing in 2021 when, like, we were the first 
promotion that was like Zed was the first thing that was doing stuff in the venues just because like and it was a weird it was weird like some of those shows were weird because it was COVID times yeah. and it was weird like anybody who was around for that period of time Ali you know what I'm saying Ali's fucking killing it right now yeah uh, just did a cool shoot with Sophia side as well um yeah. Yeah, just a lot of love for those yeah, guys. I mean, Valmerg as well, too. Like, Valmerg's, like, killing it with every show and all that. Um, Absolutely. Rax, like, a whole lot of other people and all that, too. I mean, Tara Lord, Tara Lord as well, too. So, it's a good vibe, actually, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. man. Um, to speak more on, like, Zed Nights and all that, like, how was that process, like, you know, for hosting, like, many concerts and events from, like, the start until now? Say it again, sir, man. You know, was, how was, like, that process, <laughs> like, you know, for starting, like, Zed Nights, you know, from, like, the ground up, like... Mm hosting like these many concerts and curating these shows like all the way like until now and all that how has it been i mean it's been a lot of things high highs low lows at times you know what i mean uh this year's been pretty damn steady honestly and i think that's come with just having the rate of shows that i do be way more like if one show doesn't go how i wanted it to go like i've got three more that month you know what I mean? So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. And, you know, there's consistent like revenue being generated, yeah. not just for myself, but like everybody involved, like we're yeah. really, really doing well. And, um, and yeah, this year has been pretty stable. Like I'd say 2022 was really high highs, low lows. Like if I did a really great show, I felt amazing. If like, you know, things didn't go well, it was like low lows. And so, yeah. um, yeah, I would say that just comes with doing it over time. You know, you mentioned like you said going back to like the beginnings of it. Yeah. Like the beginnings of it are like when you win, it's fucking incredible. Like, yeah. you know, when I had like, when I literally made like five grand off one show when I was like 19, I was losing my fucking mind. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be my career. Yeah. This is everything to me, you know? Wait. And, uh, and then when you're 21 and you lose two grand or four grand <laughs> on a show, you go, fuck, like this is, the end i'm uh, you know i'm done whatever and honestly you just gotta stop all of that romanticizing and grandizing everything and going oh this is the end this is the greatest thing and right now it's just yeah you just keep doing it keep going if this one was amazing okay i still got another one if this one was a failure okay i still got another one exactly so it's just about you know yeah. yeah, this has become like a Joe Rogan episode. Oh, sure. I feel, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> to be honest, yo, just to just to compare, like for the five for the five grand that you received for the first time, yeah, like was it like that you kept the whole like five grand, or did you have to like kind of like divide that to kind of get that's back? after that's Actually. after yeah. Oh, so we had we had a good show. Like oh. that's that's after whatever. Oh, true. Yeah, and you know, for like a lot of people that you know have never hosted concert or have never like curated events and all that too, like a lot of people might want to know someday if they want to start their own show or start their own events and all that so well they definitely do because i dropped that yeah. i made you know five grand. i guess i guess now <laughs> yeah, that's true, the inspiration yeah. yeah but like what would like a typical show process like even be like from that since you from the start of like announcing the show like having like yeah. that poster and all that like all over the city and so like wrapping up you know getting your back end and like just kind of like sleeping the next day and all that you know yeah. Um, well, I mean, where do you begin? I guess you begin with just an idea, you know, um, the most recent event I did was the award show. So I could, I can answer your question by, you know, describing that and distilling that one down and, you know, um, yeah, I mean, that one was something where it was an idea for like a couple of years. Um, it was something where I did a, uh, I did a, a rap, uh, competition, you know, on a whim at the time I was also like running like 
dodgeball tournaments between rappers and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like at the time I had a really good year in 2021. So near the end of it, I was just experimenting. That's kind of how I feel actually right now. Uh, but at the time I did like this competition, this rap competition and the spirit of like people having to go against one another was something that made it, you know, difficult for people that lost and difficult in a lot of ways. However, at the same time, it was something that created like so much enjoyment for everybody. Like even the people that didn't win, like there was just something about the fact that you got excited and your people that came to the event got excited for you and wanted to root for you and wanted to cheer for you to win. There was something about that that was really special. And that was honestly when I started to think about the award show itself and doing something on more of a broader scale. Um, you know, with guys like actually that was Sonny Adams first show. That was Calvin Moon's first show. And that was Ali's first show ever. I love all three of those guys to death and, uh, their people would have showed up regardless because their people are, are great people. The people that come to all their shows are, are great people. However, I will tell you that because it was a competition, there was an extra bit of it where there was like, okay, we need to show up and show out for these guys. And that was something that, you know, created more excitement, created more people coming to the event period. Um, and so the moment that event was done, I was like, what if we did an award show where, you know, it's like single of the year, all that, you know, and bar cathedral was a place that I'd been going to shows for a long time. And I thought that that setting and the environment of doing an award show coming together would be incredible. So it really started with an idea. Again, I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is amazing for this reason. This is amazing for that reason. However, you know, it really comes down to, is it the right time for this? do I have all the ducks in row? Like, am I, am I good with this person? Am I good with that person? Is this going to feasibly work? Like, do I have nominees in mind or whatever? So you have an idea, then you go, okay, this can tangibly work. I've got a venue. I've got this. Okay. Then I'm talking to the venue. Okay. Wow. I got the date that I wanted. I got that figured out. Sometimes you don't, sometimes you get, you know, a fucking Wednesday night, like I mentioned, Sophia side had their, their show there and it, it was fucking insane, like packed out. You know what I mean? So you have to make the boast, the, you have to make the best. Um, you got to boast a little bit, but you got to make yeah. the best of uh, whatever situation you have. Um, and then you just roll from there. Then you got, you know, you got to sell tickets. You got to get your poster together. A lot of people are generating a poster from the jump because that comes with just having yeah. the idea. Um, however, I'm really big on like, wait, like wait to get the poster out. And honestly, like giving it not that much time before the event is actually cool because then the hype doesn't go down. You know what I mean? If you post an event a little bit too early, like if you go like a month out, even I swear to God, like even just a month out, the hype can die down at like week three, you know, the first couple of weeks. Okay. Everyone's sharing it. week three. It's like, okay, week four, the actual event happens. I'm big on like, honestly, I guess I'm giving out like a bit of my, you know, stuff that I've, I've learned or just picked up and that's fine. But honestly, like. I'm really big on just the moment the hype is there, yeah. the event should come around like very quickly afterwards. And yeah, like, no, honestly, sure. two and a half weeks is is pretty nice as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. But not for sure. Yeah. And like, you know, usually with like a lot of like events too, like you'll have like, you know, like some big names like that come by to kind of check out the artist too or like to kind of give like the support and like some wins. Like if they kind of come out as like a special guest too or if they just kind of like come to like the back of the venue or yeah. like the back of the like crowd, just like watching and all that too. Like it'll be something that, you know, people co-send and all that too. So I don't know if you've had that experience, you know, with people like in the Toronto scene or if it's like, you know, like other names, like from other parts of town and all that. that. Yeah. Just having like special guests involved or kind of around the corner, kind of popping up on stage. Yeah. I've had a few of those, uh, you know, guys who'll have encores or stuff like that. And they'll bring out like somebody involved. That's always really exciting. 
Uh, I actually saw that happen at an amazing show recently, the third DMTV show. Wow. They had Quasi come out for a second and like the oh, crowd, sure. the crowd went yeah. crazy. And, yeah. uh, and dude, like if you're not tapped in with DMTV, you're seeing what they're doing. Like yeah. Maxime is a fucking monster, man. Like he's, he's going where, yeah. wherever the fuck he wants to go straight oh, up. Sure. And he's just doing exactly what he's yeah. been talking about doing for so long. So um, yeah, I mean, shouts to him, but, yeah, but sure. honestly, like that quasi moment where he came out on stage during DMTV three was, was really yeah. incredible for and sure. He's the one with the, on the radar, like freestyle, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah true. So yeah. like just him starting from that. And so like now and all that, it's like amazing experience to even like having like someone like that, who's like starting out and then like, he's kind of getting bigger and bigger from there and all that. Yeah, that's what's beautiful. Like I've had people that opened my shows end up being headliners and stuff or whatever, just because they've they've been you know making it like that they've been they've been doing what they have to do and you know that's that's pretty sweet 100 too man and you know to kind of get more into the sophia side uh, stuff uh, right now how did you manage to like link up with them and to get them to perform at your events and all that oh man yeah yeah where do i begin with those guys so calvin moon who you had on the podcast he mentioned on here like in this chair he mentioned a rooftop show where we we broke the roof allegedly we did not break I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to end that rumor tonight. <laughs> yeah, like true. right now we did not, I got like, I had to pay like a hundred dollars in damages, bro. Like it was not, it was nothing crazy. However, it was really good. Like it was really good reputationally. Like we were like, it broke the roof, whatever it was. Uh, it was Sophia side's first ever event. And it was my, my rooftop show in the fall of 2021. And, uh, so that's when I linked up with those guys. Uh, a friend of mine had been hitting me up about them. Like you got to get in this band. You got to get in with this band. And another band dropped out of the rooftop show. And I was like, you know what? I've been getting like bugged <laughs> about, about this like really amazing band for a minute. Like, I'm just going to put these guys on and, uh, and they killed it. And the roof was shaking and, and, you know, we did, we did break like some stuff. And so from there, I just knew that those guys were completely different. And also at that show, I got to see that those guys were able to like be open to you know, other genres. And like, they were just boys immediately with Space Jam and they were like hanging around. That's exactly what I'm all about too. And I think that especially now, like not just like, I don't just think it's cool. I also think it makes fucking sense just business wise period. Like, and it's authentic though too. It's authentic to them, but it also just makes total sense just from like a business perspective. Like they're, they're cool with like rap like, and as a band, like, who can you really, like, honestly, like a lot of the bands out here, like wearing overalls, like acting like they're, you know, too yeah. smart, like yeah. too smart to, you know, whatever, yeah. um, you know, wearing glasses like these, you know, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. there's not a lot of that embracing of, and I love all those, I love yeah. all the bands in the city right now. I'm just saying, but I, I think that the way that Sophia side has embraced like everything and they've done their own thing as well, um, is, is great. And that's, that's how I linked up with them, you know, was, oh, was sure. just that, that event itself. Yeah. Yeah, I was like listening uh, to the music for a bit too, and like you know, I kind of noticed like the hair they have like a similar like sound to like like let's say like a punk version of like Prince or like Donnie like Benet and all that too. Like you know, kind of like those like artists uh, for a bit too, and then they also kind of have like the whole like unique sound like like David Bowie and like you know yeah. like, even like with the whole like Stooges like type stuff too. Like, that's a good. That's that's cool that you picked up on. Yeah. Definitely a lot of Bowie in there. Yeah. Springsteen as well, I would say. Yeah. Um, but also just their own, their yeah, own exactly. fucking thing. And their music is 
undeniable. Yeah, exactly. Undeniable so, music, yeah. Yeah, and, like, I mean, even, like, the stage, like, it's hard, too. Like, one's, like, like, I was actually watching, like, one YouTube video where I think, like, the guitarist was, like, wearing, like... I think like a G, like um some like underwear and all that on oh, then some some you know some underwear yeah and then I <laughs> yeah. think uh like I think yeah. the lead singer was like wearing like you know wearing like you know like a cop suit and all that like half naked like and all that which is like pretty like interesting too just like with the guitar and all that and the fit and all that and, yeah. like, you know they were just like having fun like there was like people like enjoying it and all that too and then you know like their music is actually like pretty interesting too like you know I I was it was definitely something like new to me like that I definitely like vibed in with and all that and like a lot of with, like with the new stuff like Bianchetto and all that like their self-titled project yeah, Bianchetto like, yeah yeah and then American like upheaval and like double happiness and all that too so like just to give like your like perspective on that like what was like their inspir- what, what what would you describe the inspiration and creative process for them yeah I can't speak too much about their creative thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I would tell you that Eric is just somebody who loves making music uh, before sure. before anything else in his life. Yeah, like you know, and you can hear that. Like you yeah. can you can hear that. You know, so I think that's the other thing that's incredible is like, yeah, I don't, and I don't use that word lightly. Um, you know, I think that's the other thing that's that's incredible is that they've got a reputation, they've got a stage presence. They've got a lot of loud uh, action and, and sort of like a, a name that kind of grips you from, yeah. from the jump. And the music can back all of that up, you know? And that's something that I appreciate very much, you know? And I, I think there's a lot of acts that, you know, they've got one thing or they got the other thing. They've got all of it. And, uh, yeah, I, that's how I feel about that. Oh, for sure, man. And... Um- I don't know if I don't know if you know like if they have the inspiration for their stage name. I don't know if they like told you for that like by any chance. So. Man, uh, yeah, they got a friend named Sophia. I'll let them tell yeah, that. No, Though I, I'll tell you from the jump, they got it. They got a friend named Sophia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, just kind of get back onto your st- into your stuff uh, for a bit too. Like you actually created like an iPhone app. Uh, to kind of track like I think artists yeah. in that sense too, or track like, them. Yeah, yeah, find where they are. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, just ask them what's up. Uh, and yeah, sure. just that's it's like cameo, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, well, like, just like I know you already explained like a little bit of the backstory, but tell me more about then. How was that like? You know? Yeah, I mean that was. So you started doing podcasting, Josh, like around COVID times and all that, and I I started the the iPhone app and I started podcasting yeah. around around uh, COVID times uh, as well. Sure. And, uh, and so the iPhone app, uh, is, it exists, uh, you know, it's, it's something that is, uh, you know, I mean, since COVID times, I haven't been podcasting as much either. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was something that was really sick at the time. Like we had fadeaways on there. We had all, we had, it was really big because, uh, for me personally, because it was just like a way to do something that set me apart from, there was a lot of like collectives in the city or there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of different like kind of event promoters or whatever. And so I think like having an iPhone app, I think, um, whoever was around can tell you, you know, it's probably more for them to speak on that than for me to like tell you it was fucking amazing. Like, you know what I mean? It was, uh, it was something that, uh, you know, I think set me apart. You yeah, know, at the time. 100% too. And, you know, you also actually hosted, like, one of your shows at the Legendary, like, Alma Combo and all yeah. that. 
So tell me more about that and the experience, like, you know, beyond it, like in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, man, it's a small city. I'm not going to say too much. That was, uh, I'll talk about the show itself. And, um, you know, uh, I actually, I went to the Elmacamba for a meeting just like a month ago. Um, yeah, man, it was a great, great show. And, uh, that's a legendary venue. I mean, nothing can take away that venue's, uh, history. Nothing can take away the Rolling Stones, dude. Nothing can take away Marilyn Monroe, like hung out there one time. I heard yeah. that. I don't know. For me personally, like Stevie Ray Vaughan and John Mellencamp are like my, those are my favorites that have, sure. that have been in, in the Alma Combo actually. Um, my number one favorite would be Space Jam personally, uh, to, to be at the Alma Combo. Um, but you know, there, there's been like a lot of incredible acts that have come through there. So it was a real honor. It was a real blessing to, to do a show there. And I'm, I'm just really grateful for, for that. And it was, uh, it was something that, especially for Sophia side who performed there within that show that I, that I put on, it was, uh, it was really cool to see Paulo, yeah. you know, basically just out Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger in a sense, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I know for like a lot of like Toronto venues and all that, like you'll have some that are like still like historic, like to this day and all that and kind of bring like a sense of history and all that too. Like, I mean the Danforth music hall, they had like a Rihanna perform there, like I think back in like 2010 and all that too. And then you've had like other venues, like the Phoenix concert theater that had like Nirvana and like, uh, like, yeah. you know, the Rolling Stones and all that, like guns and roses uh, for a bit too. And then guns and roses are the greatest band yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. And then I like, there's like old venues, like, you know, like the silver dollar, which is like, you know, some like little like restaurant now and all that. It's not like really like a venue anymore too. And then, I mean, Rebel, which um, I don't know if it's still like an active like venue to this day because we have history and like, you know, they're moving like everything to like other parts of town and all that. And it's going to be like more corporate. So, yeah, you know, kind of changes like over and over. Like, Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how do you even like feel about like the whole like venue stuff like in Toronto right now? Just like some like either shutting down or in the brink of like shutting down for like condos and all that. Yeah, I mean, uh, shout out to Ashley at uh, Save Toronto Music Venue. She, um, STMV is now what they go by because they are, you know, a profit um, promotion at this point. Though you got to say like they were holding it down as a nonprofit for about two years there. And uh, it makes total sense that they're, they're a profit promotion now. Though they were Save Toronto Music Venues and that was their whole... Uh, handle and um, I collaborated with them like a, a little bit you know um, they put out like a, an EP um, around that time that was really great they did a lot of really strong community building in the COVID times um, you know I do a lot of community building but I don't really like call it community building yeah. but but we're both doing the same real the same thing I mean just one of us wants to put that label yeah. on it and, and other people you know I think I think if I walked around and, you know, I was doing yeah. rap shows and whatever, I was like, we're community building right now. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's not really my flavor. However, um, I've got so much love for what they were able to do. And I was a part of that community that they brought together. I was a part of, you know, I was another promotion that, you know, I was running events for like three years yeah. and then, you know, COVID hit and, uh, like that was my career path. And, and the moment COVID hit, you know, it was, yeah. it was, it was different, man. And, um, so I, I feel very strongly just knowing them about venues shutting down and I feel very strongly about the cause to help bring them back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, you know, more than anything, live music is my passion and, and my love. So, you know, um, 
that was just, that was just a really horrible time. And we still have a lot of that to this day. Um, the way I feel about it is it, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel like when they, you know, kind of brought like the whole like restrictions, not restrictions, but like the reduced like restrictions uh, back and all that, you know, lifting like a lot of them up. So I feel like it did like maneuver something to like save these like venues uh, for a bit too, because when September 2021 uh, came about to like, they started off slow with only having certain shows at like big, big venues. And then, it led to other like venues like coming back into kind of getting like all these like shows like all together and you know just kind of worked out like i think like right now we're at that peak where everything is like more back to normal than anything else too and like there's not that worry of like you know some show like some venues like being shut down too because there's still like more money coming in towards like you know certain events and certain styles and all that too and i definitely say it's like a blessing in disguise uh, too and all that because if we were still like doing the whole like restriction stuff like there would have been like a lot of like venues that would have like closed down like either yeah. way, no. And by the way, if you're running a shady operation and your venue shuts down, oh, that sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't in that regard, I'm not I'm not super like, you know, let's get Ashley to go go and save them, you know what I mean? <laughs> but but uh, you know, even in those case scenarios though, I do say to myself like for the people that enjoyed coming to those events, you know what I mean? For the people that enjoyed performing at those events when they weren't getting, getting gouged, uh, you know, it's just, it just fucking blows. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah. you gotta like, I don't know, just, we gotta keep venues around. But I, I, at the same time, you mentioned as well, like we're in a pretty good spot now. Yeah. I remember when it was like Armageddon yeah. and it was like sneaky D's is shutting down and like, you know, had all these like, punks coming in from like mississauga like focus sneaky dudes shutting down like they were like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah no i percent yeah and sneaky d's is still around so yeah. yeah either way you know but yo i mean your stuff's like been recognized by like blog to you and all that yeah. i don't know if that was like the only major platform that kind of recognized it or if there were like other ones that also like recognize your work as well too yeah blog to you would be the the number one and a lot of my friends have been featured in there as well uh, you know, guys that I'm, you know, going to be in a retirement home with like, uh, you know, like Jet and, and uh, Kian uh, got featured in there. Um, B-Joy, you know, did not get featured in that. But those those four guys, B-Joy is about to be featured in New York Times pretty damn soon. And, and uh, those three guys, just wanted to shout them out real quick, are, uh, are my boys, like love those guys. So yeah. just wanted to shout them out real quick. Um, yeah, like BlogTO featured me. I just found out about it like two months ago that oh, they, true. they featured me when I was like 18 oh, wow. and I just found out about it. Like, yeah. no, I was, I was 19, I was 19, but I just found out about it like two months ago and I didn't know it when I wasn't, I didn't know that they featured an event of mine at the time. And that really meant a lot to me to see that because that event was really huge for me. And, uh, that was like one of the last ones I did before the pandemic. And I was like really fucking down when the pandemic happened as everybody was, you know, I mean, I was down for a minute. I got back up, as you mentioned, iPhone app, you know, all that stuff. But you know, there was a moment there where it was like, damn, like this was my career path, live events. And, uh, you know, things were down for a second. So to think that that guy that was down at the time didn't even know that he had been featured in BlogTO for one of his events when he was like 19 is really cool to me, even though I'm only seeing it now, it's really cool. And then they also, came through to uh rap night too uh with racks that we were talking about earlier and uh they came to that they interviewed me they live streamed the whole the whole thing and that was that was really cool yeah. um and uh yeah so i mean it's just it means a lot man at the end of the day like that's like a blog that like yeah. you know my parents are like following you know yeah. that's a blog that like 
that's really is Toronto's blog. That yeah. really is Toronto's uh, yeah. Toronto's blog. So it meant a yeah. lot. I think the only reason why it has been, you know, been bigger to like this day and all that, I think it's like more so the food recommendations and all that and like all the other stuff too, like with events too. Because like when people like want to go for like a good like food spot and all that, like not like McDonald's or Popeye's or whatever shit that comes by and all that, you know, you see like a local spot, like let's say like a PG Clugs or like let's say like a Kinson Ramen, even though it's like mainstream right now, or, you know, like let's say like a Chica's or like a Kamali Camela and all that, you know? Yeah. Like you're putting me on yeah, right now. They kind of like do the research and all that and, you know, they look into it and... You know, if they like it, they like it. If it's something that they don't want it to happen, they don't want it to happen. And what I could actually say is that they're actually doing it in all forms of content with long form, with short form, with reviews, with all that type of stuff, too. And, like, it's kind of, like, amazing to see, too. Like, I know for me, like, I, like I did, like, a little bit of research of some restaurants I've been, you know, working on uh, for a bit, too, because we're also doing, like, a whole, like, food vlog type thing where we've actually went to some spots like Mini Mo's Burgers and, like, Kamali Kamala and all that um, Shelby's which is like viral like on TikTok too and like this other like Tibetan spot too so when I read like Fruit Blog to you or for other stuff you know we kind of like look into the influence see if they kind of like it all that type of stuff too and we check it out just to see in case too you know so. yeah yeah exactly like you know the city has more than McDonald's yeah, and sure. I love McDonald's but Not true. you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's really just uh, I mean there are places that are way, yeah. be- way better, Not but true. I love, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm loving it, but I'll tell you, like, it's cool that they, they showcase like the corners of the city that people yeah. don't, don't look at yeah, as true, much. True. And that's why it is what it is. Right. That's and true. that's why they showcase, like, I'm grateful for all of that. Like they could be showing, you know, a breakthrough event or a live nation thing. And they're, they're looking yeah, at, you know, yeah. they're looking at my buddies too, that are like taking yeah, great photos. They're, they're looking at the underground. Yeah, so nah, for sure. Yeah. If you want to like plug in your favorite food spots for people who want to tap in, like what would you recommend? Oh man, I would have to say Gus tacos in Kensington. I'm a big like Mexican food guy. So, you know what I'm saying? Like best taco round. Uh, I'd have to say there. And then uh, as well, I'd have to say like best beer. I'd have to go at like supermarket oh, as sure. well. They got like a really great like standard lager that they have there. Recently, I've been going there and just like getting bottles of Stella, to be honest with you. But I, I got to yeah. I got to tap back in with their their lager a little bit. That's great. Um, honestly, for me, too. Ooh, Kean and I uh, shout out to Kean. Uh, fucking the um, the Buffalo rap at Toby's. So I literally just mentioned three places that are on the same block, but like, but like, uh, yeah, yeah, those would be my Gus tacos, market lager and, uh, the Buffalo chicken wrap at Toby's. Oh, true. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, for me, uh, from what I could re- recommend, uh, right now, I mean, I've already said it like in the past two, uh, there's like, um, burger drops on Liberty village. It's like pretty good too. And all that. Uh, I'd say like Shelby's, even though it's like very mainstream, like kind of like us tacos and all that too, but like yeah. they have like amazing shawarmas and all that. Um, I'd say like Il Star Sammy's and all that. Like they have like good for the cheesesteaks and all that. Um, yeah, you're way more tapped yeah, in, bro. So, you're way more, you're way more yeah, tapped in. I'm uh, loving it. That's uh, all I got to say sure. about that. Yeah. Uh, 100% too. And you know, you're actually working with like New York artists uh, right now with their shows and all that. And you know, you actually have something going yeah. on in December 16th and all that in New York with Sophia said and all that. Yeah. So what made you decide on like tapping into the New York music scene and being established in their scene and like curating shows though. Yeah. No, what, what didn't make me want to get involved with the New York scene is really the better question. And I would say I'm in there. You know what I mean? Like I know 
a lot of artists now just because the last year or so I've just been connecting with them. I've either been interviewing them or I've just been getting to know them just by talking to them. Yeah. And I've really been kind of getting a, a sense of it and honestly probably been attacking that a lot more than Toronto at certain points in time over the last like year. And then I've gone back and been like, ah, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to New York, yeah. you know? And then like, you know, but most of the damn time I've been pretty, pretty up on uh, getting involved in that scene. And you know, what would have me not want to go there? You know, I mean, it's really like the center of media and, you know, for me too, like, um, it's really just very quick pace. Everybody's just working. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, you come to this thing, you go on this thing, like whatever. Yeah. And that, that kind of suits like where I'm at and like what I'm the sort of pace that I'm, I'm into. Yeah, and no, so, sure. um, so yeah, I mean, it's like, dude, it's over, bro. Once we get Sophia's side out there this, this Saturday, it's donezo. We're, we're yeah. over there. Yeah. Do you feel like the people in New York actually like love like Sophia side? Uh, like, as yes. well too? we sold a lot of tickets. Ah, true. We sold a lot of tickets, man. And it's one of those things where, uh, you know, they've also been like doing their own, their own, uh, reach out to, to people around. We're doing it in Brooklyn. Uh, we were doing it in the Bronx before, but I mean, you know, a lot of the same people that were like, Oh, it's happening in the Bronx. Okay. Oh, it's happening in Brooklyn. Okay. I'm coming to Brooklyn. You know, like there are people that have just been like, Oh, these guys seem cool. I want to see this band. And that's a lot more of the New York sensibility too. Like I want to yeah. go see this, this band. That's a bit more like New York than Toronto yeah. necessarily. Like, Toronto's a bit more like Ice Spice and Doja. Yeah. Or, I mean, hey, dude, I wanted to go to that fucking show. I'm not saying I didn't want to, you know, yeah. see that <laughs> shit with my eyes. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm just too- <laughs> Sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. But, <laughs> but like, you know, it's just way more than New York yeah, sensibility exactly. to, like, want to go <laughs> no, and attack that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, New York and L.A., like, those two cities, every fan, like, will definitely go to, like, an artist show, like, no matter what and all that. Like, when you even, like, see, like, certain rappers, like, they'll only have, like, two shows that they really care about the New York show and the LA show and all that too. The LA show, because there's like a lot of influencers, creators, um, like people who are like gatekeepers and like, you know, also like taste as well too, that are also going to pull up and like the amount of fans too, from like all over, like same with uh, New York uh, too and all that. And yeah. I feel like they're very diverse, like with the music taste and all that, like they could have like, you know, like a West coast artist, like perform in New York and they're going to have like a good amount of tickets, like sold either way too. Same with like an East Coast artist, like in the West Coast too, and all that too, because you know it's like more of that diversity and range and style and all that too. And like, you could even be the most like obscure like artist, like you know like a UK drill rapper like coming, and like you'll have like NY and like LA like sold out like instantly and all that too. And all absolutely, that too. absolutely, yeah, because people flock like from out of town too to come in. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So that's what's going to be going down with Sophia so MSG. I'm telling you, I'm getting on the phone, whoever I got to. <laughs> Nah, 100% too, man. And, you know, to give your more to give more of your thoughts on the Toronto community, like music scene and all that too, like how do you feel about that right now? And mm. do you feel that there should be some changes on the direction of where the Toronto Canadian music scene should go? I don't know, man. I've always been, I've always been kind of like, you know, if you sit here and you go like, we got to change something, we got to change the community. It's like, dude, like I'm not, a, I'm not a politician. I, yeah. I tell you that like I'm, I tell you that I definitely, you know, saw that there wasn't a lot of rap going, a lot of rap being respected by like old venue owners and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and so like, I saw a lot of that going on and I just said to myself, okay, I'll book some bands and I'll, I'll yeah. bring some rappers involved. It wasn't like, I'm going to 
you know, I, I just think that whole notion is kind of like, all right, dude, like yeah. this dude needs to change himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like before you try and like change a community yeah, exactly. or change or whatever, like, you know, like yeah. uh, do what you, do what you want to do, do things for a positive reason. Yeah. Um, for me, like I would say that the Toronto music scene is something I love to death and yeah. I love everybody involved in it and the fans of it and the people that come, come around and, uh, yeah, exactly. Space Jam is, is amazing. Sophia side is amazing. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, you know, Wiener Kebab, uh, <laughs> when I say their name, like no one takes that band seriously. I tell yeah. you they're fucking Sophia side and them are like, they've already sold out Lee's and it's like happening in like two yeah, months exactly. basically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that band is, is insane. GRG called the coalition. Um, God, I mean, I'm going to forget some people. I've already shouted out so many people during this whole podcast. Yeah. Um, but you know, quasi dude, I mean, yeah. think about, think about what quasi is, is doing. So like when, when he was at the award show and, uh, and I, I had him, uh, that award and everything, um, you know, just think about that and think about how he's got such a really supportive team around yeah, him and exactly. people that like love him and his music. And, and, uh, and so seeing something like that is incredible. Like, you know, there are a lot of things like I, I get behind it because I see where it's going. But to be honest with you, like I get behind it because I fuck with what it is right now. I fuck with what Quasi is right now. He's just incredible. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And that's why he's going to where he's going yeah, is because what he currently is, is incredible. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the scene, the scene, uh, you know, I'm in love with an emo yeah. girl. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think, I think the community is, yeah. I think, I think the city has, uh, I grew up here. Right. So, I've yeah. seen like the, just the diversity of, of sound and, and, and talent and just genreless spirit. And that's what Zed is. Zed yeah. is about, Zed is, came from talking yeah, about exactly. this, this generation and, uh, how this generation has really, yeah. uh, embodied just saying fuck the genre. And that's come from streaming services coming in. You got, you got people that are that are like, you know, I know, I know people that are like, I'm a shoegaze guy and I'm also a fucking, yeah, exactly. you know, reggae yeah. guy. I don't know anyone actually yeah. like that, but I'll tell you, I know a lot of people that blend with different genres just in their own listening space. When you had to go and buy a vinyl, you decided I'm a metal dude yeah, because this is what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a quarter pounder and cheese <laughs> dude. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what exactly. it was. Yeah, right. No, so sure. now it's, it's a completely different thing. That's what Zed is, is all yeah, about. No, and, sure. um, the future looks incredible and i'd all i'd also raise the future and yeah, say exactly. that say that the present is pretty damn yeah. incredible too and to kind of add on to like what you're saying too like i actually interviewed this guy named uh, dj uh like not dj four corners actually four corners who's like the official yeah. like yeah, DJ. I know him, yeah. Yeah, yeah so i've interviewed him like for another platform like a while back too like the raptors he, like all that yeah yeah, yeah. so uh shout out to four corners uh by the way too uh but he told me something like very interesting too and all that like you can't be from toronto and like not have not like listened to like everything and all that too because every toronto person in their life has like listened to like almost like every genre like rap hip-hop punk you know k-pop r&b like whatever like genre like it is possible to and like it's just that acceptance of diversity versus like other places where you only have to listen to like one form of music and like that's the only stuff too like with a lot of people like in toronto they use like other influences too like even with their music and all that you see like rock bands like using hip-hop you see rappers using punk and like you know rock music and all that you see rappers using r&b and all that with like drake with like you know, party next door and all that with the weekend and yeah. like others like using like other sounds too. And like, I feel like it's what sets Toronto apart from like every other city too, because we're open to accepting like whatever sound that might come in our way and all that versus like with other cities where 
you know, I want to only stick to this lane and like not that lane and all that too. And like, you know, it has even worked out with like, even like with music festivals and with other events too, because you'll see like rappers performing in the same stage as like, you know, rock bands or like punk bands and all that type of stuff too. No. So it's like pretty interesting. Absolutely. I mean, Miami beat us for the most diverse city in the world recently. However, Miami, you have a lot more separation between those diversifications. So in Toronto, you have everybody in a melting pot, particularly downtown, particularly in the music scene. So that's why you get the things that you're talking about, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And I remember, like, to add in, like, as well, too, like, I remember there used to be, like, a lot of, like, music festivals, like, back then and all that, like, in Toronto, like, where you could, like, go to, like, the Fort York uh, Commons and see, like, a music festival. Like, they've had that with Time. They've had that with the Mad Decent, like, block parties and all that. They've had that with... um I mean, they still have it with, like, Electric Islands and, like, all the other stuff, too. And then they used to have, like, Field Trip. They used to have, like, um, like Way Home. And then, like, when they have, like, these, like, bylaws and other stuff uh, right now, it kind of, like, almost ruined, like, the whole, like, vibe for Toronto to make it be more corporate and all that. Which is why, like, you know, usually some artists will just only do a show here and there and, like, that's it. And then you'll have, like, other people, like, that do come for these events, like Rolling Loud or like the Toronto beer festival and all that. And it just kind of changes that whole aspect in that sense, you know? So, yeah, definitely. No, you, you definitely get a lot of stuff coming over that, that makes a big impact. Yeah. Too, you know? Yeah. And you know, if everything else like that is like showing some, f- some form of like support and all that, you know, with certain like, you know, like influencers, like coming to Toronto with academics, like with the whole yeah. like live stream and all that with rolling loud Toronto with other stuff too. Do you feel that it has, like, shed a light, like, on the Toronto music scene, like, on a mainstream level, or is there, like, more time needed? Oh, just a little bit more time, you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, just a little more time, Um, though that stuff is incredibly positive, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, we just have, like, some of these questions, like, uh, you know, before, like, we end, like, the live stream and all that, too, but um, who would you like to, like, host someday? Like, if you have, like, any, like, big-name artists or, like, artists that you really like that you want to, like, host like their shows and all that, like which ones would you do that for your own platform and all that? Yeah. Drake. Drake. Easy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Drake night, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, uh, yeah, you kind of got to go. Like I, I just shoot for like, if we were in the sixties, I would have said the Beatles. Oh, true. You know what I mean? Just shoot for, you know, the top there. Yeah. Uh, true. Like I, yeah, maybe like even like pop and all that, or like, other like artists. oh like the bands yeah yeah pop yeah I fuck with pop oh, sure. um, yeah yeah I fuck with pop they're would they be the biggest band right now? I don't know dude bands are bands are not in the you know and that's I mean I listen to honestly I listen to country more than any other genre <laughs> oh, but I tell you but I tell you like band and I listen to tons of bands oh, too true. um yeah right now I was actually looking on a Spotify rap it was just like Lil Wayne and then like three other country artists <laughs> like Lil Wayne was like number two and then it's oh, all true. these like old oh. dudes with beards yeah. um but I would say like yeah I just think rock kind of I would uh, yeah yeah Guns and Roses I'll go with Drake and Guns and Roses oh, true. No, yeah too. uh Kanye as well uh, gotta throw him up there true. how do you feel about like a lot of like you know rising acts so far in country like you know with Morgan Wallen and all and all that and like Oliver, like Anthony, yeah. and then also Damn, you, I did not expect to get asked this question right there. That's why. <laughs> and like I mean, even like um who's that other guy to uh this like Luke Bryant with like that fast car song and all that and then Luke Combs. Oh Luke Combs all and all good, that. All good. Uh, 
and then I think um, this other like well-known guy like don't try that like in a small town and all that too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you even like feel about like the new sound of the country right now? Yeah, I fuck with it. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things like, yeah, I'm a I'm a big ah, fan. Of, you know, the thing is like they've all got something to say. I think it's kind of a lot of people. Uh, it just becomes a bandwagon. The same way people don't like Nickelback. You know what I mean? I understood it for like Imagine Dragons or something. I'm like, yeah, it's not the best band. Yeah. You know, or like Maroon 5 when they went poppier, it's like, yeah, you know, it's not the best band. But like Nickelback, yeah. I kind of got, okay, they do like a lot of stuff that's like, they'll write songs that are like commercial, yeah, their interests like, are commercial. Yeah. Um, though I never understood that. And I think there yeah. are certain bandwagons people just get upon. It's like, oh, yeah. he's that kind of guy. He's that yeah. kind of whatever. And, and you know, hey man, cool. It is what yeah, it is. I can't, I can't, you know, yeah. that's, that's life. I, I think like out of all those like artists that I've mentioned like one of the only ones that I could only say that might have like some form of like star like factor that is like kind of unique from the rest too is like Oliver Anthony and all that too. Yeah. Like I remember like that whole like Richmond North of like Richmond and all that uh, song. Um, it was actually very like interesting too because a lot of people try to paint it as like you know like a right wing type of like propaganda and all that with the lyrics and all that. Even though he's just expressing his frustrations as like someone from the Appalachia, Appalachia area. Oh yeah, no, like, I could. I'm, I'll give you like. Try that in a small town was right wing as as fog. Yeah. Um. But I would say that was like, if anything, that was more. That felt more. Um, like, like progressive, like yeah, dude. It's like yeah. it's hating on. Like, listen to the title of that song. Yeah. Like rich like, men, north. Like you're hating on the bourgeoisie and all that. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But and I would say a lot of people just don't take the time to actually listen to like the lyrics of something yeah. and that's okay. I think a lot of people have certain yeah. connotations. There's a lot of hurt involved that comes from, you know, certain types of people and they go, Oh, like he's that kind of guy. Like I get it sometimes, yeah, you know, but sure. it's like, dude, like you're not getting to know me or that music at all. You know, like yeah. if, if you listen to this podcast right now, have we talked about country? Like I didn't expect to even, yeah. you know what I mean? So, Be because I mean, country is like very like viral right now with the music. I mean, Afro beats as well too. Like, a lot of the most like popular like artists right now are like Afrobeat artists and all that. And then yeah. you have like a lot of Spanish music like popping up too. I mean, Peso Pluma. I don't know if you know like Peso Pluma by yeah. and all that. Yeah. If I could say like who he actually kind of resembles like in a sense too. Think of like the Spanish version of like Morgan Wallen like in a sense too. Yeah. Like just Sick. like the whole like Corrido music, you know, being like and a an adjacent version to like country music but in espanol and all that so yeah i don't know man i just think there's just something about um yeah there's just something about like uh country and the way that they will tell stories through their music yeah. i mean it, honestly rap and country are not different yeah. like you know what i mean in the same sense like and you'll hear the same tropes used in rap all the yeah. time and you'll hear the same stuff used in country all the time. And it's really just expression and, and whatever. It's like two sides of the exact same coin, I think, personally. Nah, um, sure. Like everybody's not too different when you actually like yeah, peel exactly. the layers back, yeah. you know. So that's that's actually what, you know, my whole events and everything have actually been a lot about too. Yeah, just kind of sure. bring it, bringing us like full circle, you know? Yeah, bring everyone, like bring everyone together and all that. And yeah, like, yeah, just you know, yeah. take a chance. Like, don't write anybody off or write any kind sure. of music off as you know any kind of thing. Not the last sure. thing that we need to do, especially right now, is be othering people or saying like this is that way, that is that is this way. Like, life is not black and white. Yeah, you know, 
that's yeah. that's it you know what i mean and for what i could say right now like just like even within this topic i would love to see a morgan wallen and peso pluma track together incredible like that. that would be incredible like, him doing yeah. anything like latin as like yeah. you know would be just fucking yeah nuts yeah, exactly. nuts nuts yeah. um uh, like just for your interest like in music and all that too like i always say this for everyone else like on the platform too like whether it's like artists or like everyone else who like let's say like you have like a playlist of music right now and like you have like certain like songs like that you would recommend so what would be like free songs from like toronto based artists yeah. that you would recommend for any person that has not heard about like that style of uh, toronto music that you would like to like kind of like recommend and all that chelsea bruce by sophia side robert munch by space jam you know what for sophia side i'm gonna go with um Uh, might be something on their first album instead, but right now I'll go with Chelsea Boots. Oh, sure. Um, because like their self titled Sophia Side album is just there's a lot of great stuff on there. Oh, sure. Um, but I'll go with Chelsea Boots by Sophia Side, uh, Space Jam's Robert Munch. Dude, you gotta hear that shit. Fucking oh, sure. insane. Insane. I could, dude, right now I could give you like all the lyrics to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then apart from that, a third one, um, uh, I'd have to go with, uh, B Joy Aurora's um uh I'd have to go with uh maybe later. I'd have yeah, to go with that sure. one. Oh, yeah. Sure, man. And we're gonna, that one, that last one though, you got you gotta check that one. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna put that on all the playlists and all that too. Like for the rising uh, acts playlist for Toronto artists, like definitely like tap that in. I'm uh, gonna put that in the link in the bio like later on and all that. I mean it's already in the link in the bio, but I'm gonna put it on for people to tap in like later on, like in the stories and all that. So but yeah, man, um, aside from the New York show, what do you have going on uh, for the rest of the year and, you know, for 2024 that you would like to plug in? Yeah, I don't I don't want to talk about <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, man. Nah, that's that's lame as hell to be like, I don't want to talk about <laughs> nah, stuff. I, I would say um, I, I'll, I'll tell you, like, uh, just continuing with with Zed Knights itself, like Objective Zed, I'm kind of doing a lot more. um they're all Zed, like they're all sure. Zed, whatever. Objective Zed is like, you know, where I'm, I'm putting a lot of experimental events and, uh, you know, just our first New York show and the award thing are, are on that, that page. It's really just yeah, an Instagram exactly. account that, that represents Zed. Same as Zed Nights is just an Instagram account that represents uh, what yeah, no, we've been doing exactly. uh, for a long time. Uh, but I would say with Zed Nights in particular, I can say that there's just going to be a continued rate of solid solid nights like just packed in shows at at some of the most renowned venues out here and doing them at a rate that'll you know that'll kill me yeah um so so that that is what i would say for for 24 for sure and then other than that the experimental stuff is experimental and it'll it'll pop up when it when it pops up and i'm just really grateful that i have people that you know, yeah, care to even, you know, perform at my shows and, you know, being interviewed by you is like yeah, fucking man. sweet. Yeah, um, this is great. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, yeah, man, shout out to, to all my, my people, you know who you are. Oh, for sure. And, uh, do you have any like closing remarks you'd like to say and all that? I'm good, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> sweet. Man. All right. Yo, Henry, you know, it was a pleasure. Like hey, tapping and all that, yeah, you know? Yeah. Hold on. Reach around, reach yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yes, crisp, crisp. Yeah, man. absolutely. <laughs> it's a pleasure having you on to like share your story and to share like everything else too and all that. And you know, this is Josh, also known as Yashu. This is like the final live stream of the year and like the final episode wow, of the year and all wow, that. You know, wow. so I want to close it off on like an amazing note and all that. I want to thank everyone for watching and watching and throughout the year. You'll definitely like see like a lot more stuff coming in in the new, in the new year and all that. 
with New York, uh, New York, New York as well. I'm bringing you out there. Yeah, man. And like, (laughs) I have also episode 64 and 65 that are going to be released soon. So kind of stay on that and all that, but still in the works, but we have episode 66 and all that. We're on the way to 100, even to 70 and all that. And, you know, with your support and your love, like it's like definitely needed. You could access it like everyone all that for this one. You could actually like watch it like once it's like fully done as well, too. Like once you're done like watching it live, you could like watch it full again. Like once it's like released like in the next um, minute or so and all that. And yeah, I mean, I hope everyone has like a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And all that type of stuff, too, and all that. And, you know, I just want to say thank you to everyone. And, you know, I just want to say thank you either way, too. And all yeah, that. Christmas. Yeah, man. Nah, for sure. <laughs> right, I got to shut up. Yeah, man. Right. We're going to sign off uh, right now. Happy yeah. holidays, everyone.